Be free. John 8, 31 and 32. Be free. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn. John 8, 31 and 32. Now, I've already mentioned today that Jesus came to set the captives free, that God wants us free, and he paid the price for us to be free. Luke 4.18 tells us that Jesus came to set the captives free. Boy, you're reading now the New American Standard this morning, John 8, 31 and 32. And then I'll probably throw in verse 36 just for good measure. Verse 31, it says, so Jesus was saying to those who believed him. Is there any believers here today? Yeah. All right. Well, Jesus is getting ready to talk to you. All right. Says, so Jesus was saying to those who believed him, if you will continue in my word, then you will truly be disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And then verse 36 says, So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Now, let me just throw in very quickly, verse 32. If you've got your Bibles, verse 32 is probably the, uh, one of the most misquoted scriptures in all the Bible, although there's many of them, but verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And don't that sound great? When we tell somebody, you will know the truth, and it's almost like, you know, we take our kids and we want to... Want them to turn their face. We want to get them by the cheeks and say, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Right? Have you never said that to the kids? You will mind me. You will listen. You know, you will do what I say. You will take out the trash. So, so that scripture says, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. But if you go back to 31, just like much of the word of God, there's Something has to happen prior to the promises being fulfilled. There is always, and I've said this many times, there's always a God's side and there's always a man's side to fulfilling the promises and the blessings of God in our lives. And if you want to know what, the, what we have to do there, it says, if you continue in my words, then you are truly my disciple. That small word, if... Man, don't you wish that little word wasn't in there. Wouldn't it just be great if when, we, when you was born again, when you, received, when you received Christ, just all the blessings of God and all the promises of the Bible would come true. We would just bask in the sunlight. But no, that's not the way it works. I wish it did, but that's not the way it works. That's why, that's why this morning's title is Be Free. Because it's something you have to be. It won't happen by accident. It won't just accidentally come to pass. As your pastor, my primary goal is for the blessings and the promise of God to be manifested in your life. That is my number one goal. I would consider myself a failure if the congregation of Orchardville Church did not walk in the blessings of God. I would consider myself a failure. My number one goal is for you to walk in the blessings of God. 
To see the blessings of God manifested in your relationships, in your family, in the, in, at your workplace. So that you may walk in forgiveness, you walk in love. And here's why. Because see, if those blessings will be manifested in your life, you know what's going to happen? You will live a life of contentment and satisfaction. You know what else will happen? If the blessings of God are manifested in your life, you know what else will happen? You will win the lost. They will want to follow you. <laughs> they will want to know, where did you get that at? Where did you get that joy? Where did you get that peace? Where did you get that compassion? Where did you get that love? They'll want to know. They'll knock on your door. Seeking refuge and seeking help. Well, we've experienced this numerous times. I'm not going to speak about it today though. But being free does not happen accidentally. Oh, I wish it did. I wish when we received Christ, all of a sudden we was completely free. No more bondage, no more hang-ups, no more bad habits. Oh, man, I'll tell you what I wish would have happened whenever I received Christ. I wish I, God would have took my smoking habit from me and all my drug at. I wish that would have happened. But you know what? It didn't happen. It took time to be free. I had to fight to be free. I had to take a stand to be free. And most importantly, I had to resist influences to be free. And that's really my message today is influences that you have to resist. You don't have to, but if you want to be free... And if you want to walk the places that God has called you to walk, you have to resist these influences. You know, uh, a friend of mine, he's, he's ill this morning. He's not here, but, uh, but Bear, he, he always says, just try Jesus. And I've heard him say this to countless people when he's witnessing. Just try Jesus. And if you don't like him, the devil will take you back. And you know what? That is such a true statement. It doesn't matter if you've been serving the Lord for five years, for two days, for 20 years. If you decide to turn around and go the other way, the devil will be right back. He'll be right there to take you in. Come on back to bondage. Come on back to temptation. But there's three influences basically I want to talk to you about this morning that we have to resist in order to be free. The first one is worldly influences. If you are free... If you come to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and you walk out of here and you feel like you are free and you don't have a care in the world, if you allow the world to influence you, you won't be free very long. The world will take you out. It will steal your freedom. It will put handcuffs on you. It will take your time, your money, and anything else that you have. 1 Corinthians Worldly influences. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. And parents, you should know this scripture by heart. Every parent here should know this scripture by heart. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. You know why you parents should know that scripture by heart? So that your kids will know that scripture by heart. You need to tell your kids that. Let me let me bring that kind of kind of down to where to, to where we are today. 
If you want to live for the Lord and you have made up your mind, you've been baptized and you're doing everything you know to do, but you still hang out with the wrong crowd for the wrong reasons, you're allowing the wrong influences into your life. And you can't do that. Not and be free, you can. You can do it. But you'll never walk to where God wants you to walk if you're not free. Psalms 1.1, it says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. It says, oh, is the joy who does not follow wickedness. It goes on or stand around with sinners or who join sinners. Woe is their joy. They have great joy when they, when they don't hang out with the wrong people with corrupt world. Now, that's completely different than witnessing to them. And I think you know that. Proverbs 4.14, it says, Do not do as the wicked do. Don't follow the path of evildoers. And don't even think about it, the scripture says. Don't even think about it. Don't think about that first drink or that first drug or, or that first website. Don't even think about that first phone call to, to that that's not your spouse. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about flirting the first time. Don't even think about it. Because when you do, you're allowing worldly influences into your life. And you won't be free if you do that. And Jesus come to set us free. He wants us to be free. The second influence that we allow in so much of time, and we cannot allow men if we want to be free, is a fleshly, our fleshly influences. We must resist a chance, we must resist the temptations of the flesh. Now see the flesh, if, if, if we're not careful, a lot, a lot of times we don't know about the flesh. Okay, I'm gonna slow down just for a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you just to make sure you know. The scripture is very plain that we are created in the image of God. The Bible says that we are a three-part being. We're spirit, soul, and body. Or you might say, spirit, mind, and flesh. Okay? Well, look at the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're creating an image. We are a three-part being. Well, see, our spirit man, the real you, the one that's going to live for eternity if you've received Christ, the real you, he is born again. The real you, your spirit man, is born again. But guess what? Your flesh could care less about the things of God. Your flesh could care less about doing right. In fact, your flesh would rather do wrong. In fact, many people here today, they have spent years and years and years of training their flesh to do wrong. Right? We have. We have literally trained our flesh to do wrong. So we have to eliminate those fleshly influences into our life. Galatians 5.17. This makes it so clear. It says, for the flesh sets its desires against the spirit. So your flesh and your born again spirit man inside of you, they're like this. The flesh, I don't want to go to church. Give me a cigarette. That's what the flesh says. Then the, and the spirit man's in there, nope, nope, you got to get up. Got to get up. Church starts at nine. Let's go. That, that's what the spirit man does. So there's a battle going on. 
The spirit man says, don't pick up, you, you, you name it, whatever, whatever it is. The flesh man says, don't do that. Don't make that phone call. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. He tries to keep us in line. He's trying to keep those influences out of our life. But you know what the flesh does? The flesh likes those influences. He relishes in the influences. Anybody here used to relish in the influences of, of the flesh? Sure we did. Later on in Galatians 5, 19, I'm not going to read this word for word, but it says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are, now just think about this stuff, immorality, impurity, sensuality, strife, jealousy, anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness. Can you see why? We have to keep the influence of the flesh out of our life if we want to be free. Can you see why? You know, so, so, so basically, it's, it's really this simple. When any of these things pop up inside of you and you want to be mad and you want to be jealous and you want to get mad. And I used to throw golf clubs. Oh, my goodness. I used to throw golf clubs all the time. But then I finally figured out. I'm a little slow sometimes. But I finally figured out every time I would throw it, I would have to go get it. And, and you only have like 12 golf clubs and so you can't play very many holes you know and then you're out of clubs <laughs> that really wasn't a joke I was serious I used to throw golf clubs terrible thank goodness I realized that was just my flesh that was just that was just my flesh wanting to act out and that God, and I realize that God doesn't want me to act out of my flesh. You know, if, if, I act, if I acted out in my flesh today, I would be here in my pajamas preaching to you. I would be. Well, I'd probably have a remote in my hand too. <laughs> really, I'd probably, I'd probably be in my pajamas and I'd have a remote in my hand and I'd have Alaskan Last Frontiers on that TV back there is what I have. <laughs> But the fleshly influences, they're no good. And if we want to be free, we have to keep those influences. First of all, we have to recognize what they are. See, it's, it's not part of God. You know, I have heard time and time again, individuals say, well, I just can't help it. No, you can help it. And here, let me illustrate this just for a minute. Have you ever seen, okay, a person's having a fit, they're going, well, criminals, this is, a good, this is a good illustration. Criminals. You know, they're, they just act like they're out of control until all of a sudden somebody puts a gun to their head and then all of a sudden, boy, they can control anything. Right? All of a sudden, they can control their anger. They can tr control their speech. They can control their hands. All of a sudden, they can control everything all because somebody's got a gun to their head. So see, we can control it. Sure you can. It takes practice. You have to resist. But we can do it. We can do, we can do, God gave us a free will. And we can do what we set our free will toward. So the flesh is nasty. It's terrible. The third thing, third influence I want to, that we must resist in order to be free is spiritual influences. You know, I tell you, uh, what's that one show on TV? Paranoia, 
paranormal something. Yeah, a TV show. You know, uh, if, if, you're, if you're a believer of Scripture, I won't say you have to believe in that show, but you have to believe in the spirit world if you believe in the, in the Bible. I mean, my goodness, how many in here are filled with the Holy Ghost? Or Holy Spirit? Sure. Sure, and to think that and to think that there are, you know, that we have the Holy Spirit, but there's no, you know, and what, was, what did God, the Bible says that God made hell for the devil and his demons, his demonic forces, his demonic spirits. So obviously there are spiritual forces out there. And they wage war and aim at believers. John 10.10, a classic scripture, tells us about these spiritual forces that that we must resist. If we want to be free, we have to resist these. It says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if we don't resist that, that's exactly what will happen to us. We won't be free. We'll be in bondage. We'll be getting stole from. We will live a life of misery if we allow these influences into our lives. 1 Peter 5, 8, I I, I love the way Peter puts it. He says, stay alert. He He puts some emphasis on it because he knows what spiritual influences can do. He says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And then he says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. So we got to be careful. Are we scared of the devil? No, but we got to stay alert. We have to watch out for those spiritual influences that try to infiltrate our lives and our families' lives and our children and our schools. We have to watch out for those spiritual influences because they're there. You can just see the spiritual influences that have tried to infiltrate the United States of America for years. You can see that spiritual influence that tries to get in. We got to stand against that. We got to stay alert. We got to be ready. I've heard people say, oh, you know, there's one fact there was even, I'm not going to say his name, but there's that one uh, well known preacher that, that actually de- uh, has declared that there is no hell and there is no devil. Well, let me tell you, I don't know about where you come from, but where I come from, I know there's a devil. And let me tell you why. You know, there's, 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 I've heard it preached that, well, the devil, he's really not a roaring lion, and he really won't devour you, and he really won't, you know, he really can't do that much to you. I'll tell you what, I followed the devil, I know a lot of you did. I followed the devil long enough to know that he can destroy anybody that will follow him. Can anybody agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, all you got to do is follow him and he'll destroy you. You might start out 190 pounds, you might end up 110 pounds, but he'll destroy you. You might start out with a family and children and a home, and the next thing you have nothing, he'll destroy you. He is real. Spiritual influences are real. And they, and they want to keep you from being free. You see, freedom... Being free 
is what Christianity makes. It's one of the things that makes Christianity different from other religions in the world today. Other religions in the world today say that you've got to strap a bomb on your body and go kill yourself. And Christianity says, you don't have to kill yourself. But Jesus says, but I do want all of you, though. I want every bit of you. I want you to die. But I want you to die so that you can live. I want your old man to die so that I can bring you a better life. Amen. Amen. So, yes, there are spiritual influences out there. And, yes, they want to mess us up. They want to, they want to mess with us and destroy us. So, let, let's go back to John 8, 31 and 32 just for a minute. So, the question is, how do we be free? How do we stay free? How do we live free? And we must resist the worldly influences the fleshly influences, and the spiritual influences. All right? Now, I'll tell you what. Before we get to that scripture, if we have, if we have time to get back to that, whether you know it or not, you are in a battle. And if you have to fight to be free, I'm telling you, if you don't fight to be free, you won't be free. If you don't fight for your marriage, your marriage will end up in divorce. If you don't fight for your children, your children will go down the wrong path. So, you know, I'll tell you, so I, I never have bought into this, and, and I hope I don't portray that, of when, when individuals come to Christ that all of a sudden, all their troubles are over and all, the, the, all their roads will be paid from then on. That is not the case at all. Here's the difference. When you receive Christ, all of a sudden you go, with what the scripture says, from being a child of wrath to being a child of God. And all of a sudden, you have a chance. You see, before you receive Christ, you don't have a chance. You are already judged, the scripture says. You are already a child of wrath. You are already covered with sin and you have no place to go with it. But when you become a child of God, you have the opportunity to fight to be free. You have the opportunity to take a stand and let in the influences that you want in. You see, before you became a child of God, uh, you didn't know that you shouldn't let these influences in. I didn't know. I just let them all in, let them all in, whatever they were, whether it's from the flesh or from the spiritual or whatever they was, it didn't matter. But after we receive Christ, we know that we've got to take a stand. John 8, 31, 32, one more time. I hate to rush through this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to to a certain extent. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, that's where it starts. If you are here today and you are not free in any area of your life, I'm going to read it one more time. I'm going to tell you, this is where it starts, verse 31. And Jesus says to those who believe in him, that's where it starts. You must 
start being free by believing in Jesus. And Jesus, then Jesus says, if you will continue in my word. A lot of times we think when we receive Christ, we study God's word and we'll be in God's word for a short period of time maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe five years, and then we get out of the word. We think we might have enough. We've got enough to sustain us. Look where I've come from. And we get away from the word. But see, that's not, that's not what Jesus says here. He says, if you will continue in my words, then you are truly my disciples. And he goes on to say, and only then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bow your heads with me, please. Oh, Heavenly Father, we do worship you today, and we do praise you today. We thank you for watching over us, and we thank you for your word that leads us and guides us, and it directs us and shows us right from wrong. It empowers us. Oh, it emboldens us. It transforms us. It turns us into more than conquerors. All because of your word. Father, right now, I just pray for everyone here today, Father, that they'll see the need to devour your word. That they'll see the need to be closer to you and your word. Father, whatever the case may be, I just pray, Father, that they'll see the need to get close to you throughout this holiday season. So that they can influence the people around them and they can influence lives around them, whether it be at work or in their families, wherever the case may be. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.